Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Jack Benny program. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. LSMFT. 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 You said it. Why, sure. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed. So free and easy on the draw. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed. So free and easy on the draw. For your own real deep down smoking enjoyment, remember, in a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts. And Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy the finer the lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. The kind of tobacco that means real deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. At 49, American. The Lucky Strike Program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Larry Stevens, and yours truly, Don Wilson. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, last Sunday, Steve Bradley, Jack Benny's press agent, forced Jack into having a contest. You listeners were asked to write in letters completing this simple sentence... I can't stand Jack Benny because. And believe me, folks, the letters have been pouring in. <laughs> so let's go out to Jack's house in Beverly Hills where the whole gang is helping Jack open the mail. Hmm, just look at all those letters. I don't know why I let Steve Bradley force me into this contest. It's only been on a week. I bet I've received over a million insults already. <laughs> Jack, stop exaggerating. You haven't even received half a million insults. I have, too. Oh, don't be so egotistical. <laughs> Never mind, Phil. Just keep sorting those letters. (laughs) Mary, what are you laughing at? Here's a letter from a lady right here in Los Angeles. A letter from a lady? What does she say? She says, um, I can't stand Jack Benny because he's got the only house in Beverly Hills without mice. If they can't stand him, how can I? (laughs) She just made that up. My house is full of mice. Oh, there. I won't give her a prize, believe me. Well, Mr. Benny, here's a letter from Senator Claghorn. Senator Claghorn? Yeah, he's on Fred Allen's program. Oh. What does the senator say, Larry? He says, I can't stand... I say I can't stand Jack Benny because he's so corny when he sits down to dinner, he butters his ears. <laughs> hmm. His ears, that is. <laughs> what? That's a joke, son. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> You're letting them get past you tonight. Now, cut that out. (laughs) I don't care anything about him. About him, that is. (laughs) Now, let's let's open some... Hey, Jackson, look, here's a letter from a guy who likes you. Likes me? Jack, have you been writing in? (laughs) No, I haven't, and don't be funny. No, there are people who like me. Go ahead, Phil, read that letter. Okay, now where's the place? Oh, here it is. I think Jack Benny is the most big-hearted man I know. Big-hearted? Yeah, see? 
Phil, that's pig-headed. <laughs> I had to tell him yet. Oh, Rochester. Yes, boss. Are you reading any of the contest mail? Yeah, lots of it. Good. You know, boss, two more letters, and I'll be convinced that I'm working for the wrong man. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Rochester. A lot of these letters are very nice. Of course they are. Listen to this one. I can't stand Jack Benny because he's such a spendthrift. See? Read that again, Mary. I can't stand Jack Benny because he's such a spendthrift. Signed, Sandy McGregor. <laughs> And there's three cents due on it. <laughs> three cents due. That guy's tighter than Don Wilson in an armchair. <laughs> now, kid, we've been all working pretty hard. Hello, Polly. Hello, hello. Now, kids, I know we've been working pretty hard, but let's try and... Oh, get boss, on. don't forget you got a dinner engagement tonight. Yes, I know, I know. A dinner engagement? Where are you going, Jack? Oh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman invited me to dinner tonight. They live right next door, you know. You invited to the Coleman? Yes, what's so strange about that? We've been neighbors for about 12 years. Of course, for a while, my success in pictures sort of came between us. <laughs> you see, uh, Coleman wanted the lead in The Horn Blows at Midnight, but they, they gave it to me. You see, at his age, they uh, didn't want him to stay up that late. <laughs> What are you giggling about? <laughs> I saw the picture, and you should have gone to bed earlier, too. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Can't stand Jack Benny. What? <laughs> Polly, you can't enter the contest. You're a relative. <laughs> anyway, Mary, I better hurry. If uh, Ronnie and Benita took the trouble of sending me an invitation, I don't want to keep them waiting. Hey, Jackson, look, you mean they sent you an invitation and they live right next door? Well, that's the dignified thing to do. You know, I think that dignified stuff is put on the way Coleman keeps giving out with that phony English accent. What are you talking about? Ronald Coleman's English accent isn't phony. It isn't, huh? Well, I happen to know that he was born in London. <laughs> Bill, Bill, where do you think London is? It's right near Waxahachie, Texas. <laughs> Phil, I know about the London and Texas, but it so happens that now, see, now there's a London in England. Oh, Len Lease, huh? <laughs> yes, we get it back in 1956. What a guy. Say, Jack, I'd like to see that invitation you got from the Coleman's. It's right here in my pocket. And I wish Rochester would be a little more careful with the mail. Fortunately, I found it lying out on the back porch. All right, let me see it. Here, here it is. Hmm. Dear Jack, glad to know you are safely back in America. Benita and I would love to have you for cocktails and dinner Sunday evening. We'll expect you around 8, Ronald Coleman. There you are. But what does he mean, back in America? My trip, my trip overseas last summer. Oh, yeah, I still can't understand it. Say, boss, you better start getting dressed. It's 7.15. All right, Rochester, lay out my clothes. Okay, do you want your tuxedo or your tweed, twill, garbadine, herringbone, serge, palm beach, flannel, plaid, corduroy, worsted? Well, uh... Jack, I didn't know you had so many suits. It's all one suit. <laughs> <laughs> one suit? Yeah, Taylor was here, left his book of samples, and Mr. Benny hates to see anything go to waste. <laughs> Rochester. Hey, Jackson, if you wear that suit, you'll look like the man who came to dinner and got a lot of it on you. 
Don't worry about it. Rochester, the Coleman's always dress for dinner, so lay out my tuxedo. Boss, you better not wear that tuxedo. It's awful tight on you. Never mind. I'm going to wear it anyway. Okay, but if you bend over, you're going to have a white Christmas. <laughs> now, be careful. Now, uh, go in the other room and lay out my clothes. Okay, which shirt do you want to wear? The plain one or the one that lights up and spells L-S-M-F-T? <laughs> the, uh, the plain white one tonight. That's good. The battery's down in the other one anyway. <laughs> I have to go through just to get dressed for a dinner engagement. Come in. Oh, hello, Don. Hello, Jack. How's the contest going? Fine, fine. Come on in, Don. And say, what's that sticking out behind you? An armchair. I couldn't get it off this morning. <laughs> oh, then I was right about it. <laughs> Jack, uh, how about the contest? <laughs> have you really been getting a lot of mail? Oh, certainly. You ought to see some of the letters, Don. People have so many reasons why they can't stand Jack, and we haven't even heard from Mama yet. <laughs> Your mother can't be in it. Say, Jack, a couple of contest letters came to my house, too, and I, I brought them over. Good. Here's good. one I'd like to read to you. It's from J.P. Wilkinson of Goldsboro, North Carolina. Now, what's he got to say? Here it is. I've been smoking Lucky Strikes for 25 years because I live down here where they grow the tobacco. And I've seen Lucky's year after year buy the finer, the lighter, the naturally milder tobacco. Shona? As you all know, LSMFT stands for Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. The draw, that is. Don, now we all know that, but what's this letter got to do with the contest? Oh, I, I'm coming to that, Jack. It's in the P.S. Oh. Here it is. I can't stand Jack Benny because he's made of the sadder, the weaker, the naturally cornier jokes. Don, that letter's more than 50 words, so it doesn't count. <laughs> well, I gotta go and get dressed, kids. Where are you going, Jack? I'm invited to Ronald Coleman's house for dinner. You are? Well, what's so surprising about that? I've been invited to the best homes in Beverly Hills. Only last week I was a guest at Gary Cooper's birthday party. If you were a guest, why did you have to wait on tables? <laughs> I... I just did that for a gag. A gag, huh? Then why did the guests put tips under their plates? <laughs> they did that for a gag, too. Then why did you keep the tips? <laughs> I can go along with a gag, sister. <laughs> now, you kids finish sorting the mail. I gotta run upstairs and get dressed. Come on, Rochester. <laughs> Got eyes that sparkle like a lily sprinkled with dew. Lily bell. Who's got lips as fresh as autumn rain when summer is through? Lily bell. Would you like a sunbeam? On a rainy day You can catch a sunbeam When she smiles your way Who's got all the leaves a-flutter So they're ready to fall Lily bell 
Birdies take one look at her and stop their singing to call. My, you're swell. Oh, and incidentally, there's one more thing to tell. If your eyes are open and you think you're seeing a dream, it's Lily Bell. How do I look in my tuxedo, Rochester? Fine, boss, fine. I wonder if... Oh, darn it, I dropped my glove. Don't bend over, I'll get him. I'll get him. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, thanks. Boss, you better get going. It's 8 o'clock. Uh, no, Rochester, I think I'll be five minutes late. It'll make a better impression on the Coleman's. I'll bet that Ronnie and Benita are more nervous than I am. Right here in the library, Benita. Hey, darling, shouldn't you be dressed? You know, we're having a guest for dinner. A guest tonight? Who? Well, you remember? Jack. Jack Wellington from London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I forgot. <laughs> Good old Wellington. Then you did mail him the note I wrote. No, I couldn't find the note anywhere. I think it must have blown out of the window. Well, I phoned him instead. He'll be here any minute. Oh, splendid, splendid. Well, aren't you going to dress? Oh, no, no, not for Wellington. No, this turtleneck sweater is all right. He likes informality. Oh, well, then I won't bother either. I said, look, could you come and help me choose the wine for dinner? Yes, in a, in a moment, dear, as soon as I finish this letter. Now, let me see. I can't stand Jack Benny because... <laughs> You're not entering that silly contest, are you? Oh, I certainly am. But, Ronnie, why? Well, I don't particularly dislike Jack Benny under normal conditions, but... But for victory bonds, it's not too difficult. <laughs> but, darling, he's our next-door neighbor. Well, I know. Well, think of the advantage that gives us. <laughs> All the other people just hear him on the radio. But we can look out of our window and get enough reasons to win all the prizes. <laughs> I suppose you're right. 
Well, just this morning, I heard Mr. Benny shouting at that valet of his. Um, what's the valet's name again? Oh, you know, um, it's the same as a city in England. Uh, Liverpool? No, no, no. Uh, Manchester. Oh, yes, yes, Manchester, yes. Anyway, Mr. Benny was shouting at the top of his voice about his coffee being weak, and Manchester was shouting back something about he'd been telling him for years that you were only supposed to use the coffee grounds once. <laughs> Yes, I've heard some of those sessions, but they're mild when you compare them to the ones with that Phil Harris fellow. Phil Harris? Yes, the way he comes up the sidewalk every morning yelling, Okay, Jackson, don't be a mug. Harris is here, so bring out the judge. <laughs> what a remarkable fellow. <laughs> Doesn't he... Uh... Does he have some connection with Jack Benny's program? Oh, yes. I understand he leads the orchestra. Oh, he's a musician. No, no. He just leads the orchestra. Oh. <laughs> I beg your pardon, Mr. Coleman? Uh, yes, Sherwood? Mr. Jack Wellington has arrived. Oh, good, good. Oh, come on, Ronnie. Hello, Jack! Wellington, old boy. Hello, Ronnie. Benita. It's so nice of you to have me over for dinner. I came direct from the tennis court. I hope you don't mind my being in just slacks and the slipover. No, of course not. We hate formality. Tell me, Benita, what are all those mailbags doing in front of the house next door? Oh, that's Jack Benny's house. He's running a contest. Jack Benny? Isn't that the fellow that's on the wireless? Yes. <laughs> you know, I just can't stand him. He's no, Wait, so... wait, wait. Don't say it. Don't waste it. Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> What? Well, that's the contest. Now, we'll tell you about it later. <laughs> you Americans do have a peculiar sense of humor. <laughs> well, come on, Ronnie. Get behind the bar and mix us a cocktail. All right. Uh, I beg your pardon, Mr. Coleman. Yes, Sherwood? There's a, a gentleman at the door to see you, sir. Here's his card. His card? Huh. Jack Benny, star of stage, screen, and radio. <laughs> and will sing, Oh, Promise Me at Wedding. <laughs> Has own tuxedo. But Jack Benny here? Well, what in the world could he possibly want? Maybe it's about his lawnmower. Remember you borrowed it? Yes, but I returned it. Well, maybe he wants to give, uh, give you back the deposit you left on it. <laughs> well, Sherwood, look, tell him I'll call later and uh, we'll have a, we have a guest for dinner. Uh, but Mr. Coleman, he said that you were expecting him for dinner. For dinner? Benita, did you invite Jack Benny for dinner? No. Are you sure you didn't? Well, I'm positive. I say, Ronnie, is this the eccentric chap you were telling me about that's having the contest? Yeah. Well, his coming here is obviously a mistake, but we may as well make the best of an awkward situation. Uh, Sherwood, show Mr. Benny in and uh, then set another place for dinner. Very good, sir. Follow me, Mr. Benny. Uh, thank you, thank you. May I take your hat, sir? No, no, this is the collapsible type. I... Just fold it up and put it in my pocket. <laughs> As you wish, sir. Well, well. Hello, Ronnie, Benita. Uh, uh, hello, Jack. Uh, come in. Yes, yes. Come in. We're just about to have a cocktail. Uh, Mr. Benny, this is our friend Jack Wellington. Pleased to meet you, old chap. Well, I didn't expect anyone else to be here, but that's just like the Coleman's. 
Always room for one more. <laughs> yes, sir. Ronnie. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, the cocktails are ready. A toast. Benita, your health. Wellington, happy days. Benny, good luck. Too hard. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to break the glass. Though. Oh, that set was 150 years old. Well, I'm glad I didn't break any of your new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just sit here and read a magazine while you three go and dress. <laughs> I'll wait. Huh? Oh, no, no. Jack, old boy, this is just an informal gathering. Oh, oh. Uh, Mr. Wellington, uh, you're from England, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am, old fellow. Yeah, tell me, Wellington, how are things over there? Well, it's very exciting right now, getting things going again, especially recently with the new elections and all. Yes, I'd love to get away to England if my schedule would permit. I'd like to be there in the spring. Yes, at that time of the year, everything's so beautiful, especially the Thames. Yes, the jolly old Thames. I always take them whenever my stomach's upset. <laughs> They're very good, you know. Benita, are you sure you didn't invite him? I'm positive, darling. Oh, Benita, I remember your suggesting that I reread Charles Darwin's Origin of Species. I found it even more elevating on the second reading. That's true in so many cases. I've just reread the H.G. Wells' Anatomy of Frustration. Well, I'm rather a dull scholar. I'm just starting on the outline of history for the first time. Uh, have any of you noticed the frightful mess little orphan Annie's in? <laughs> Poor little blighter. <laughs> yes, sir. Yup. <laughs> Why they take Alabama? Yes, sir. Yup. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Uh, pardon me, but uh, uh, dinner is served. Thank you, Sherwood. <laughs> Come along, let's go into the dining room. Okay. No, no, Mr. Benny, you're not supposed to take my arm. Oh, oh. I say, Benny, old boy, you don't take my arm either. <laughs> well, I fellas, I ought to take somebody's arm. <laughs> well, here we are in the dining room. Ah, chow! <laughs> let's sit down. Boy, that was a swell dinner. Uh, Mr. Benny, excuse me, but the way you're teetering from side to side, is that chair uncomfortable? No, no, the chair's fine. It's all my fault, silly me. I forgot to take the mothballs out of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, that certainly was a wonderful meal. Yes, sir. Well, it's getting kind of late. Oh, my goodness, I didn't realize what time it was. My, yes, it is getting rather late. It's only 9.30. <laughs> yes, sir. Yup. 
That time marches on. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess I'd better be running along. Time for me to go home. Uh, good night, Mr. Wellington. Very happy to have met you. Good night, old boy. And with my luck, we'll probably meet again. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. Uh, good night, Benita and Ronnie. I had a lovely time. Thanks so much for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome, I'm sure. Yes, we were happy to have you. Thank you. I'll show you to the door, Jack. Thank you, thank you. Well, good night, Ronnie, old boy. I had a swell time. Say, I'm awfully sorry about Wellington. Wellington? What do you mean? Oh, I know you're loyal to your friends, but isn't it awful the way a guy like him can throw a damper on a party? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jack, there's a lot of truth in what you say. <laughs> you're telling me, huh? Well, goodbye. I'm not out yet. Oh, oh. Pardon me. Well, good night, Ronnie. Good night. Yeah, da dee da dum da dee da dum da dum. Gee, they're nice people, the Coleman. Da 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 dum da dum. That Wellington seems to be a nice chap too. Can't understand him just dropping in uninvited. Oh well. Yeah, da dee da dum da dee da dum. Oh darn it! I dropped my gloves. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Can it be the breeze that fills the trees with our uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman for appearing on my program, and I would also like... Oh, just a minute, Jack. I've got to read this announcement about the contest. Oh, for heaven's sake. Ladies and gentlemen, the contest is still on. Prizes totaling $10,000 in victory bonds will be awarded for the letters containing the best stated and most convincing reasons. Just complete this simple sentence, I can't stand Jack Benny because... Oh. In 50 words or less, and mail your letter to the Jack Benny Contest, Hollywood 28, California. Added to our board of judges will be Goodman Ace of Easy Aces and Peter Laurie. Him I can't stand. And the supreme and final judge will be the Honorable Fred Allen. Him I can't stand either. The contest will end at midnight, December 24th. The decision of the judges will be final, and all letters become the property of Jack Benny, including the rights to publish. This contest is open to everybody except the employees of the American Tobacco Company, its agents, and the National Broadcasting Company. It is also subject to all federal and state laws and regulations. Jack will be back in a minute, but first, here is someone else who can't stand him, my good friend, L.A. Speed Riggs. It takes fine tobacco to make a fine cigarette, and Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, sir, L.S.M.F.T. Independent tobacco experts, auctioneers, buyers, and warehousemen really know tobacco. And at the tobacco auctions they attend, they can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy the finer, the lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. That's right. L-S-M-F-T. This fine Lucky Strike tobacco means real deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. 
So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. The famous tobacco auctioneers heard on tonight's program are Mr. L.A. Speed Riggs of Goldsboro, North Carolina. And Mr. F.E. Boone of Lexington, Kentucky. At 49, American. Basil Rysdale speaking for the makers of Lucky Strike. L.S.M.F.T. L.S.M.F.T. L-S-M-F-T. Many things may change with the years, but here's one thing you can depend on always. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, first, last, and always, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Ladies and gentlemen, during this week, the USO Camp Shows will celebrate its fourth anniversary. I'm sure all of us know that uh, what USO Camp Shows meant to our men and women overseas. Just the other day, I was glad to learn that there are more units overseas now than ever before, and they'll continue sending their shows as long as our men are over there. I was privileged to wear the USO Camp Shows uniform for three overseas trips, and I know all the people in the entertainment field, as well as those who are not, Congratulate USO Camp Shows on its fourth anniversary. Thank you and good night, everybody. This is the National Broadcasting Company.